0: Okay, so um, I'm just gonna go really quick recap. Um, As a church, we've been going through different seasons. We're in a season of transformation. When we meet Jesus, we get transformed. And we've been doing, um, we went two weeks on our calling, how our calling can be transformed when we meet Jesus. And last week, we spoke about character. When we meet Jesus, our character can be transformed. And um, I I went through um, a diagram. I kind of did this very messy diagram. I think there is a, a slide coming up of a more pretty-looking one, um, and um, we—I gave quite like practical steps on like the layers that you can kind of work on um, as you go through. So, do you know what, Robbie? Take that off for now, and I'll, I'll when I want it back up, I'll, I'll say. But as usual, I nearly forgot. I was begin with a joke, and I need a joke. So, are you ready? This is a good one. Um, so, a vicar. Say like Nate was boasting about being Anglican. Okay, it's a lot to boast about, um, and um, he was talking to a rabbi. Okay, and he and the vicar was saying, "Oh, you know, it's so good being an Anglican because you know, like, there's this like room for advancement, and you know, like, a mere little like um, humble village priest can become a bishop, and he can even become an archbishop." And then the rabbi said. What about, the, what about the Almighty? Can he become the Almighty? And the priest says, certainly not. What a sacrilegious thought. No mere mortal can aspire to become the Almighty. The rabbi responds, one of our boys did. <laughs> and it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> so um, today we are going to be talking about that kind of um, humble aspect there's a word humble there so that's how I link it in um we're going to be talking about the um in the diagram there was all these layers and the, the last layer we're going to concentrate on our last layer which was submission that one going around um, and um when our passage uh, which is Philippians, It's Paul, and he's he's writing to a church that he's left, and he's trying to encourage them. So when when we read this kind of things, we should put ourselves in in those shoes. It's like Paul is writing to us, um, and he's championing them on. At the end, there's a verse um, which I love. He says, um, "To I do not run or labour in vain." Verse 12 says, not that I've already attained it or already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of which Christ took hold of me, forgetting what is behind and straining forward for what is ahead. I press toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me. So this is our like, come on, come on guys. When we read this, when we come to church, when we hear sermons, when we listen to podcasts, when we read our Bible, we have people like paul and we have the bible we have jesus championing on us on we can do this we can do this whole christian thing okay um so why 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 are we looking at character stuff why are we reading this this thing why are we um looking at the layer of submission because it says Verse 15, so that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine like the stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. I love that verse, shine like the stars. That's what we're trying to do here. That's why we come to church, so that we can be like, polished and shine like the ch- stars. Okay. Um, and in our passage, it does talk about quite practically, about do everything without grumbling or arguing. Because actually we are the people of God and we're representing Christ. Jesus said in John 13, he said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Isn't that crazy, that is like, the most amazing challenge, that if we love each other really well, if we love one another, people will become Christians through that. They're gonna see that as a witness. Um, it's an amazing challenge, but it's also, it's a big responsibility. So, and you know, it is hard. We are in a, in a, in a world that is full of sin, and the, the whole world is competing for our attention all the time. Um, but actually, we've got some really good steps on how we can do that in this passage. So I'm gonna kind of delve into um, into this, about humility, about loving one another. It says, rather in humility, value others above yourself, not looking at your own interests, but the interests of others. So it's like, this is what we've been told. And, um, and actually, as parents, um, it's quite, it can be quite natural, like it's quite easy to to love our children and do lots of stuff for them, but it's harder for other people around us. And history though, it's encouraging because history's told us that like Christians around the world and over time have done incredible things like started schools, started hospitals, charities, all these incredible things that we have, Christians have done a really good job. Um, and in lockdown, um, you know, we saw that whole love um, love your neighbor thing started and thousands of people thousands of hundreds of churches got together and they really served each other and they just they loved each other um, and that I think was a huge witness so we know that this whole love thing does transform people it brings people in but the challenge is that we're not to do anything with selfish ambition or vain conceit so there's a really tricky balance and on the layers um, that we went through, in, in this um, passage, it actually talks about it being in community. So we are in a community. And, um, and my challenge uh, um, last week was a bit about how, you know, are we just in this kind of warm, fuzzy community? Are we in this like super sweet little church that we go to a lovely little home group and it's all warm and fuzzy and then, and then it just makes us feel better? Or are we in a community that is very close a bit like the YWAM team when you guys are close and you've been living with each other for like weeks you get to know each other's stuff like you get to see each other's dirt you know Um, YWAM team literal dirt Um, (laughs) um, but but, but, you know are we just going to be a warm fuzzy little cozy church or are we going to be living in each other's lives praying with each other confessing to each other being real and open and letting those things, those corners, kind of be knocked off a bit. That's why we spoke about prayer triplets. That, like you know, um, David again, it was like that. that the the uh, being in a home group, but being real in the home group, getting down, getting down and dirty. That's not the right expression, but like getting getting real with each other, um, opening up, um. Um, you know, going to get um, going to. I was talking about going to get therapy. Like, let's like let's really get deep. In this um, and also it's like a really big thing about our helping our kids connect that that's so important like this community is where we have fun we connect our kids we bond but we get deep and we also arrange marriages okay our kids okay that's that's okay okay I'm bringing that back um, so um, John Piper, who's a cool Christian, um, he said, wisdom is given and found in the fires of committed relationships. That's really cool. So committed relationships is where we get all this stuff. Um, He was so passionate about this idea of community um, as being a place where we get transformed, which is the season that we're in. We want to be transformed as a community. He was so passionate about that, that he would pray for his church Every week, he said, Lord, work so deeply in my heart and our hearts that I am free from bondage of self-centeredness and given the deposition to look not only of my own interests, but the interests of others. He prayed that for all of his church every single week, that this would be a place where we would not just look at ourselves, we would not just come to church for ourselves, but we would come because we want to be... Um, the fire of, uh, of wisdom and committed relationship that would bring up this transformation that's what we want right yeah come on yes we do want that okay um now all of this um all of this stuff all of this stuff about loving each other um serving each other it's not just a christian thing 100%, 100%, like we see so many beautiful people around us who love each other and they serve each other. This isn't just a Christian thing. I mean, the whole NHS clap for them thing, you know, there's so much good stuff that happened when times got tough. But, so if everybody's cool with that, then what makes Christians different? This is like quite a big, important question, like what, what makes us different? Why, how are we gonna shine like stars? so we're different well in this passage what we just read it says that we are to have the mind the mindset of christ the mindset of christ it says he who being in very nature of god he made himself nothing and he humbled himself so we're gonna, we're gonna again, what I'm saying about this outer layer, this outer layer of submission that we drew last week is so important. Um, and it's Jesus who we're gonna be looking at. We looked lots of stuff about practical things last week, but we were really gonna focus on what, how Jesus did it, because he's, he's like the best. Um, So, I mean, it's funny, because I said in the 9 a.m. this morning, I said, um, who remembered um, those bracelets? Who used to have those bracelets, WWJD? Did anybody put your hand up? Okay, anybody? WWJD means what would Jesus do? Okay, only one person put their hand up in there, and it was 17-year-old Waiwama, who, like, it was in the 80s when it came out, so I love that. (laughs) But anyway, we should all get them. I reckon we should all get tattoos of them. Um... Yeah, Um, and it's because it's reminding of like let's let like we need to like think about what would Jesus do in this situation. That's going to make us different to the world around us. Okay, so what is submission and what is humility? This outer layer. Let's kind of delve into that. John Piper said, humility is to feel and think and say and act in a way that shows I am not God. So to submit, it literally means to go under, under someone's leadership and authority. And it's really hard to like make ourselves do that, don't you think? So there's like, there's a lot of jo- jokes about humility, and I've, I've realised, and they're all things like, my parents never taught me how to be humble, or how ta- my parents never taught me how to be humble or modest. I'm just naturally incredible at it. Um, humility is one of my best qualities. I'm probably the most humble person I know. I could talk about my humility for hours. Because actually, like, if you try, it just, like, defeats the whole purpose. But we are going to try, and there's a way to do it. Because our mission in our church needs to be submission. So this is what we're trying to get out. It, because if our mission is not to submission so this is the phrase, if you're going to write down any phrase, our mission is submission, okay? Because if it's not submission of to God, and if we don't humble our whole lives to God, then we are no different to the world around us. We're no different. Because um, remember Pharaoh in the Bible um, He refused to listen to God, and God said, let my people go, and he said, no. And then um, God said, how long will you refuse to humble yourself before me? So if humility is to feel and think and say and act in a way that shows that I am not God, the opposite of humility is to be like God. And this reminds us of Adam and Eve. So Adam and Eve, they wanted to be like God. They wanted to rule their own lives and so who knows people like that? Who knows people like that? I feel like everyone is like that. I'm like that. Um, most of the world lives that way. And that's, you know, they wouldn't think anything bad of it. Like it's what we do. We, we try and lead our own lives. We are the master of our future. You know, there's so much kind of, that's what we do. We, we make decisions because we want the best for our lives. And, and that's very normal. And so I'm just going to, Use my board with my, pe- oh, my pen is here. I'm going to, I quite like this whole thing. Do you think I should do it every time? Okay, so imagine this is us. Okay. And again, this is quite a fun thing to do at home in your own time, in devotion, like in your journal. Like, draw a lines, because this is what we do. This is the world. This is what we all do. We all, this is like um, success, um, power, um, you know, value, we all strive, like, striving. That's words there, so just, that, you do your own words, okay? <laughs> and um, this is it, this is us, this is what everyone does, okay? And, you know, we aspire, to, that's, like, what we all do, we aspire. We look at our boss, we aspire to be like them. We look at our parents, we aspire to be like them. We look at our friends, we aspire to be like them. And, you know, it's normally it doesn't. it's not a bad thing that, Um, we do but you know we look at our idols and we aspire to be like them but what did jesus do he didn't do that no what was his mindset what did he do so let's just remember that jesus it says who being in very nature of god so like our diagram he knew who he was that center thing he knew his identity he knew who he was He then, he emptied himself, okay? He emptied himself, he became nothing. The nature of a servant, a human being. And I I didn't really realize this until I was reading about it, but actually God, so God and Jesus, God, he can't, God can't be humble. Because remember what John Piper said is, I am not God. And so therefore, God had to become man. And that's the only ha- re- way that he could humble himself was to become man. So he goes right down. Jesus at this point doing all of this is just an amazing example for us of someone not being preoccupied by themselves He wasn't seeking fame. He wasn't seeking success. He wasn't seeking glory. He actually acknowledged God, and he knew the word, like the layers again. He knew the truth. He knew the word. He even quoted it when he was being tempted. He knew his place on earth. He knew who he was called to be. And every day, he would walk in the Holy Spirit. Remember the next layer, the Spirit. He would walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And he was accountable to his Father. Again, the layer. So maybe put the, the um, diagram out. The, the layers. that He had his layers all checked out. He, do you remember that he chose courage, not comfort? I mean, definitely, right? Courage, not comfort in everything he did. He... He was the master of better, not bitter. Last week we talked about better, not bitter. He was the master of that. So all his layers, they stacked up. His whole life, every waking moment, his mission was submission and being humble before God, even to the death on the cross. And it's funny, at this time of Paul's writing, there was, um, there was a, what's it called, emperor, and he was actually seeking divinity. So at this time of Jesus, there was this guy who was seeking divinity, and yet everyone is doing this, and Jesus does this, the only one who does this. And, and he did this because he knew God. Jesus said, in the in john 5 he says i tell you the truth the son can do nothing by himself he can only do what he sees the father doing because whatever the father does the son also do, does so is our li- is our lives like this is quite a good challenging thought like if, if J- jesus only did what god told him to do he only did what the father was doing is, is that what we're doing are we checking out our, um, every moment like talking to him, letting the Holy Spirit challenge us. Are we doing things that we're meant to do or not doing things that we're feeling challenged to not do? Have we got our layers stacked up like Jesus? Do, do you know the truth from the word? Do you know your identity? Do you know the sin, the little things that niggle up? Do you know what those are? And like we were talking about, like, do, we, do you have a hold on them? Do you use the Holy Spirit every single day? And do you have somebody that you can be accountable to? Are you really embedded in this community? Are you like rubbing off on each other and knocking those edges off? Are you being real, honest? Are you choosing courage over comfort? Are you leaning into better, not bitter? And then ultimately, are you committing your whole lives to Jesus? Are you submitting all your plans to him? What about your finances? Are you submitting your finances, knowing that everything that you have has been given to you as a gift? It is all his, and he loves you so much and you can trust him with everything that you have. Are you, are you submitting all of that stuff to him? And what about your family, all the beautiful people in your lives? Are you submitting those people, just trusting them, saying, God, do you know what? I love them so much, but you love them more. I give them to you. And what about your future? It's so easy to be worried about our future. But are we daily saying, God, my future is yours. I give it to you. I submit my future to you. Is submission your mission? And why are we doing this? Why are we doing this again? Because we're building up those layers and we're going to be a difference in the world to the, the people around us. If our mission is submission, if we're all as a community, as individuals, putting God first and then ordering ourselves underneath his authority, putting our lives in his hands and allowing him to be the master of every single thing that's happening in your life right now, if you allow God to be the master of those things, our lives will be secure. They will, absolutely. And the challenging thing is, like Jesus, what happened right at the end? So it, it was death. Death happened. He he submitted his life so much so, even unto death on the cross, the worst death, he died. Because he trusted God and he knew that God would look after him. And he obeyed him. And there might be certain things in your life, and, and maybe this is the reminder that obedience to God um, means a dying of certain things in your life. You know, take those, take those seriously. What are those things? Sometimes we've got, to, we've got to let things die in our lives in order for us to have life. And maybe this whole diagram will be a reminder that it is a lifelong thing. This is... The letter, why Paul was writing it was, come on, run the race, run the race till the end. Come on, you can do that, we can stay strong. I remember when, uh, this is, I just remember this, but when we were in YWAM and we were doing our DTS, and um, right at the beginning, I think it was the first or second week, I don't know if they said this to you guys, but they said, um, statistically, there's 20 of you in the room. Um, Was it 20, I can't remember, like 30%, it was something something 50. It was something quite shocking. They were like, statistically, you guys are so passionate, you're all sitting here, you're all serving the Lord, you're giving your lives to Jesus, but statistically, it was a huge percentage, I can't remember what it was, won't be following Jesus in 10 years' time. And that's real. And sadly, we know all those people, there was only 20 of us, and it's true. And they were, we were all sold out for Jesus, like sold out. What went wrong? So I don't want that of our church. Our church is amazing. Look at you guys. I just love our church so much. Um, come on, let's let's run the good let's run this race. Let's shine like stars. We're going to make it. We're going to we're going to get there because he want, God wants the best for us. Because whatever pandemics we go through, whatever suffering we're going through, whatever tricky relationship we have in our lives, if we humble ourselves, humbling ourselves, treating others better than ourselves, knowing that God has called us to love other people, we will shine like stars. We need to become less in order to become more so that Jesus becomes more in our lives. Because he submitted, he lost his independence, but he became dependent on God. And then it says, therefore God exalted him to the highest place, so way above and he gave them the name that is above every name, Jesus. So no matter how deep your valley is, no matter what the death is that you need to deal with, whatever that is, whatever thing you're going through, or maybe however alone you felt, those dark days you might have felt alone at times, you have to remember Jesus. He is our example. He has been exalted and god will raise you just like that god loves you so much his favor is on you a humble spirit he loves he loves a humble spirit and we will shine like stars we will shine like stars so submission is our mission guys st mary's submission is our mission come on um and he's, gonna be, he's doing this, like us all, however many we are. He's working his pur- purposes in our lives right now. All we need to do is submit. All we need to do is whatever's happening in our lives, give them up to God. So I wonder if we should, um, can I invite you to stand? And we're going to just, we're going to own this a little bit. Because we, we want to, to last Right? I want to hear an amen. Do we want to last? Amen. Yes, come on. Are we going to have submission as our mission? Good. I think we we want to mark this as our culture. We want to be known as St. Mary's as we have a mission of submission to God and to those around us. Because we are pursuing christ's mindset that's what we're doing guys let's do it not just here on a sunday morning challenge you please get together with your prayer partners go home be it do some devotionals get your journals out and pray and say god i give you my life so shall we just maybe put your hands on your heart as a sign or hands out we're going to invite the holy spirit Je- did jesus come now holy spirit